0: Well, Father, we declare that you are the one who makes the way. You are the miracle worker. You love us so much and you have never left us. Thank you, Father. While you're at home this morning, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. And today I just want to pray over you. And uh, I feel that there's people, maybe you're feeling anxious and you're overwhelmed. Well, Father, right now, would you let your peace which passes all understanding, go deep into their soul. Oh, release their spirit, God, right now. Thank you for that. Oh, I stand against, in the the name of Jesus, I stand against any sickness, headaches, back pain, diseases. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we say, leave the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. You have no right over the children of God's pe- people. You have no right over them at all. Now, Lord, let your peace come on those people too. Oh, Lord, we love you so much. Ah, Lord, I pray right now, Lord God, for families, Lord, who, Lord, have gone through difficult times of isolation. Lord, let them the, the cords that you tie between them never be broken. Lord, may they become closer and closer, Lord God. Father, I thank you for the parents, Lord God, who have been stepping up and even having to do school with their kids. Lord, I thank you for the peace over them right now. Lord, rejuvenate their spirits, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Aha, we love you so much. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Well, amen. Oh, so great to worship with you, church. It's so great to be in his presence with you no matter where you are. You might even be in a different state right now. That's okay. We're together in Christ today because we're celebrating him on the first day of the week. Isn't it great to do? uh Uh, Church, I want to say I'm really missing you. Naomi and I are missing you greatly. Can't wait until we can all get back together and uh, have a big party to celebrate that. I think we should. But until then, I'm praying that you're connecting with each other and and uh, maybe now that we're able to, why don't you invite someone to your place for church next week and have a morning tea or even stretch it out to lunch and uh, celebrate God together. Uh, nothing better than when brothers and sisters in Christ come together. So why don't you do that next week? Amen? Amen. Fantastic. Well, I actually heard that it's actually John Ingaldo's birthday today. Now, I'm not going to sing it to you, but John, I want to miss you a very happy birthday. You're a great man. And, um, mate, I've never met more of a faithful man than you. John, happy birthday. Hope they have the greatest day today. Also, Naomi and I have now had our fourth grandchild this week. Congratulations, Jesse and Jordy, on the birth of Jethro Zoe. And um, being a Beverly Hillbillies fan from way back, I hope they've got their pantry stocked calling their kid Jethro. my generation and older you'll understand that (laughs) Uh, it's fantastic but also clover and brandon had a little boy the week before boston what a name boston clark mate if i have another son maybe i should call him boston congratulations brandon and clover it's fantastic and church i love seeing families grow i love it i think it's great and and especially jesse and geordie have a little boy it's so good to know that the borough name will continue i don't think it was ever in danger (laughs) well god bless you and um it's great to be part of this uh church that is just loving families and loving each other i think it's good amen well thank you musicians thank you so much for leading us in worship and the team it's great well i pray you've been believing with me for great things over your family uh you're often in our prayers church and uh I've had this unction in my heart about the favour of God, to declare it, declare it over my life, my family's life, but declare it over our church. And I want to say today, Strong Nation Church, you are blessed, you are favoured. There is no doubt in my mind about that. And, um, and I, I, I saw it in the last couple of weeks. We've been able to see hampers distributed to people who we don't even know. But um, they were just so grateful when we handed out hampers and... It was incredible. and So if you know of someone, and maybe they're, it's not as if they're poor, but they're just a bit cash flow um, strained at the moment. The cash flow is just not there. Well, why don't you just let us know and we'll, we'll get a food hamper to them with some staples so that they don't miss out. And um, I just really don't want anyone to go hungry, especially kids. I really don't want them to go hungry. And, um, but here's the thing, interesting. Just to see the favour of God, Uh, we actually started giving out um, hampers, because we are able to, because of the seed offering we took last year, I said to Bruce, Bruce, let's just spend some of that. Let's use it in the communities, you know. And uh, I get a message from Pastor Joel LaBelle, who's part of Convoy of Hope, and he wants to send us out 100 hampers free. And um, he said, can you distribute them? I said, I think we can. And he said, well, that's just the beginning if you need more. Isn't it amazing? You start showing the generous hand of what God has put in our lives, and he just floods it even more. And uh, another uh, another organisation gave us another twenty hamburgers so that we can hand it out. Come on, church, why don't we spread it as far as we can? And I reckon it'd be great if the church themselves were the ones who delivered it. And just to say, hey, I'm up the road and I love you. I think you're awesome. Have this. It'd be great. God bless you. So today I want to speak to us about the favour of God. Uh, like I said, it's been on my heart a lot and. Um, I believe the favor of God is something that should be sought after. You go looking for it. You might say, well, Pastor Rick, aren't you just favored because you're saved? Aren't you just under God's banner, so to speak, just by being a Christian? Well, it's true. It is true. But I think the favor of God is it's more than just being a Christian. I think you've actually got to seek it out. Jesus actually made that comment. He said this, um, those who hear my words and obey them are like a man who built his house upon the rock the winds came the the storms came the waves bashed against it and nothing happened it was favored but the man who hears my words but does not obey them is like the man who built his house on the sand the storms came and wiped him out and he's wondering where is this favor I honestly believe it's got to be something that is sought out. It's something that you pursue. It's something that you go after. You know, um, I actually see too many people uh, and talk to too many people in Christianity who who are in Christ, wondering, where is the favour of God in my life? They're not walking in his favour. And church, my heart is that you all walk in his favour. You are favoured of God. But are you walking in it? I want you to walk in it. I want it to be evident in your life. I think that every person that you run into should be noticing the favor of God on your life. That's the way it should be. The favor of God in your marriage. The favor of God in your family. It should be seen. It should be evident. I believe it. It doesn't mean you won't have challenges. It doesn't mean you won't have tragedies. In fact, I think it's through the trials and the tribulations and the tragedies that the favor of God really begins to shine through your life. It's like that old hymn. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows toll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to stay, it is well, it is well with my soul. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'm here till Thursday. Try the fish. That song was written by a guy called Horatio Spafford, a great hymn. and uh, He was a very wealthy lawyer who also had lots of investments in property, and he was a good Christian man involved in his church and helped many people. He was a good man. One day, I think it was 1871, He had a terrible time. Two terrible things happened. One, his four-year-old son died of scarlet fever. He was devastated. But not only that, later that year, the the great Chicago fire wiped out all of his investments with no insurance. And uh, he was broke. He had nothing. He'd lost his son. The fire took away all of his wealth. He was broken. Two years later, he and his wife decided to press into Europe. And so he sent his wife and his four daughters, his remaining children, on a ship to go across to England. And on the way, they collided with another ship and sank. And he heard about the, the disaster, but he hadn't heard from his family. And he began to get worried. And finally, he got a telegram from England to America. Simply, his wife saying, saved alone. Two words, Saved alone. His four daughters perished in that shipwreck. He jumps on a ship to go and comfort his wife. And as he's sailing to where he assumed the crash happened, around that area, across the Atlantic, he gets on his knees and he begins to write that hymn. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. In the time of tragedy, the Lord was with him. The Lord's favor was upon him. And how many lives have been affected because of that hymn? How many lives have been changed simply because this man didn't give up? This man actually looked to God and the favour of God that came out of his life. Church, there are horrible things that can happen, but the favour of God shines through your life. Do you walk in his favour? You see, I believe the favour of God is found when you go deep into God. And where focusing on the theme of going deep and um, I'm encouraging us all just to take this moment we just completed a three-week fast but that's just the beginning church I want you to come deep with me as I go deep into my Christianity into my spirituality into Jesus Christ himself and as we go deep you see the favor of God is not found on the surface of Christianity it's not found even in the shallows i think you can see it in the shallows you get yourself ankle deep in the in the favor of god and or in, into god and you get you get to taste a bit of the favor but it's not until you get deep where you can't touch the bottom anymore where you begin to encase yourself in his favor you see moses the bible actually states in several times it says he was a friend of god and um and it was also said about Moses that he was considered righteous. Not Moses, Abraham, sorry. He was a friend of God. And um, he was considered righteous simply because he believed, Abraham. And I thought about it. Considered righteous, that's, that's favor. Simply because he believed. Well, let's look at simply believed. He waited 25 years to have the promise of a son. His son comes along and starts growing. He sees his boy begin to grow and through the years. And God says to him, I want you to sacrifice Isaac, your son. What? He knew God's voice. He didn't hesitate. He takes his son and he takes him up a hill. Come on, son. Let's go and give a sacrifice to God. His obedience, his belief, to simply believe means he had a very deep faith. It wasn't just a, oh, yeah, I sort of believe God. He might turn up. He might do this. No, you wouldn't walk up that hill with your son to sacrifice him unless you had a deep faith. Abraham had that deep faith. Proverbs 18, 22, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and gains favor from the Lord. Notice it doesn't say he who finds a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend. She was fantastic. She was great. I used to tell her, oh, I would die for you. It wasn't until I married her that really I learned what it meant to lay my life down. You see, you lay your life down for that person who you are deeply committed to. That's where the favor of the law comes. It's not something shallow. Yeah, you know, you might have had a girlfriend or boyfriend, and you know, you know, or but it's not until you have a wife, or husband, where it gets deep. Actually. Paul actually said, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, laid down his life. That's deep. No wonder the favor of God comes upon it. You know, um, I think about the Ten Commandments and I look at the fifth commandment where it tells children, Honor your parents, honor your father and mother. It's a commandment, it's in the top ten. Honor your father and mother. Why? Because it's with a promise, it's with favor. It actually says, this, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Can I tell you, not only does it go well with you, it goes well with all of society when children honour their parents. It's, it, it is the bedrock of society. And if that's not there, society is on rocky ground. It's, it's, it could fall over at any time. But when you actually teach children to honour parents, it is strong. It brings those rocks in and ties them together and it can't be moved for society it's a deep thing honor is deep there's nothing worse than surface honor there's nothing worse than just off the cuff honor because it's not real honor is a deep thing it comes from deep within us to honor your children teach your children to honor parents can i just suggest to you the bible actually doesn't command them to love you it doesn't doesn't say love your parents so often we want our children to love us. Of course we do, but to honor them is where the promise and the favor comes because it's much deeper than just saying, "Daddy, I love you." Honor is shown. Honor is 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 displayed. Honor is something that must come from within. You see, each of us have both an internal will and an external will. And um, you know, we're teaching our children. Well, I remember years ago teaching our children to obey us and honor us and and. Um, It's very easy to address their external will. Easy just threaten them with their life, really. (laughs) Uh, I know my mother telling me she wanted to beat me to within an inch of my life. My mother was going to, she was going to beat me to within an inch of my life and then stop. (laughs) Mom. That threat sort of tends to affect the external will, but it actually doesn't change anything on the inside. It's when we begin to address what's deep and we address, you know, I might have my children at a restaurant, now that we can, and um, sitting there and then fighting or throwing milk at each other or something, and if I yell at them and threaten them, of course they're going to behave themselves because they're scared, but I'm only addressing their external will. But if I show them the reasons why they must behave themselves and why they must honour and why they must obey, and show them what it's going to do in their life i'm actually addressing their internal will and that changes their lives that's where true favor of god is shown in their lives when we teach them to truly honor from deep within it's not a surface thing the favor of god is not found on the surface it's found in the deep it's why i want us to go deep you see church When you go deep in God, you become strong in the favours of God and your life becomes strong. But not only that, you get a man and a woman who are married and they're deep in Christ. The favour of God is on their marriage and it makes your marriage strong. And then you see your family become much stronger. And then I I, I start thinking about the generations. Generations. Because when you set yourself a strong family that understands the favour of God and begins to walk in the favour of God, you're actually setting up generations to do the same. Many generations after you will walk in the favour that you have brought into your life. Church, it comes from going deep. A thousand generations, I love that song. Going deep makes you strong. I don't ever, ever. Wants want you to walk a Christianity where you don't know where the strength is. Amen? So I want us to look this morning at Psalm 111. Nice psalm. Beautiful psalm, actually. I want to read it to you. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the company of the upright in the congregation. Great are the works of the Lord. Studied by all who delight in them full of splendor and majesty is his work and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful, amen. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever to be performed with faithfulness and uprightness. He sent redemption to his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. What a great psalm. It brings glory to God. In fact, it's actually an acrostic in the Hebrew language. I don't know what that is, but it's an acrostic. And, um, but what's really unique about Psalm 111 is this. It's a sister psalm to 112. 112 is actually quite a famous psalm, and many have preached on it, many have read it. And uh, it too is an acrostic. And they're meant to actually be read together, the Psalm 111 and 112. And as you read 112 uh, after reading 111, because 111 is all about giving glory to God, but so is 112. But when we look at 112, it doesn't look the same. It's a bit different. It starts with verse 1, praise the Lord. So it's actually bringing glory to God. Then it starts describing someone who is not God. And starts declaring the favor of God that's on them. It's about the glory of God. Verse 1 Praise the Lord! Blessed is the person who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in God's commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. You see, it's about the favor of your generations that brings glory to God. People look at the generational lines and say, man, God must be great in your life. Confess it, church. Expect it. Walk in it. As you go deep, walk in it more and more the favor of God. Verse 3. Wealth and riches are in their house and their righteousness endures forever. You are found not wanting. It reminds me of the story of a guy called Obed-Edom in the Old Testament when the Ark of the Covenant had to sleep over at his house for a few nights and uh, all of a sudden his veggies started growing bigger. The blessing of the Lord came on his house. So much so that everybody else now wanted the covenant, the the Ark of the Covenant, because where God was, his household was blessed. And that's what's saying here. Wealth and riches are in their house and their righteousness endures forever. You're not found wanting, you're not found wanting practically and you're not found wanting spiritually. Hundreds of times, Naomi and I didn't know where our next meal was coming from. We didn't understand, but we were rich. Not maybe rich in money, but God has made us rich in so much more. And we're not in want for anything. God has blessed us because the favor of the Lord is on us. Verse 4. Light dawns in the darkness for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteous. Their response to the dark times is not to panic, but it's godly. I think about Jenny Chun or Jenny Cooper as we knew her until she got married. Jenny Chun, probably watching this service right now, Jen. Right now, Jenny, many of you would know, is going through the darkest time of her life. I've never met a woman who's more gracious and more righteous than this woman. She walks in God's righteousness. She shows it off in her, the way she engages with people. She just thinks of others and, and uh, almost as too shy to ask us to pray for her but Jen we're praying for you we're believing and every day we're going to be speaking the favor of God over your life as you enter into new treatment this week those of you who don't know Jen's battling leukemia right now and she's winning the battle but she's got some big treatment this week and we're going to keep praying but Jen I've thought of you when I read that scripture light dawns in the darkness for the upright they are gracious merciful and righteous that is you verse five It is well with the one who deals generously and lends. They conduct their affairs with justice. Do you know what? There is so much fulfillment in helping others. I think of the words Jesus when he said, I have food to eat, of which you do not know. Who got you food? (laughs) Because he understood there's a new economy in God. When when you're walking in his favor, it's so fulfilling. You, You don't want for much else. Verse 6, for the righteousness will never be moved. They will be remembered forever. Legacy. Glorifying God stretches to many generations and it will be remembered. Verse 7, they are not afraid of bad news. Their heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Their heart is steady. They will not be afraid until they look in triumph on their adversaries. So strong. Their confidence not even the gates of hell will prevail against them you know it reminds me of psalm 127 it talks about blessed is the one who has (coughs) a quiver full of children and the very last verse in that passage says they shall stand in the gates of enemies and not be afraid that's what that speaks to me yeah there's going to be people who might oppose you and come against you but you're not afraid you stand strong because you have a confidence, because the favour of God is on you. The glory of the Lord is coming through your life. They have distributed freely. They've given to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn is exalted in honour. The generosity that flows from them, you know, it endures, it, it, it brings honour to God. Verse 10, the wicked see it and are angry. They gnash their teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked will perish. You know what? Those outside Christ may look enviously at your life when you walk in the, right, in the favor of the Lord. In fact, I think many things are often said through resentfulness and things like that. But you know what? Water off a duck's back water of a duck's back we stand because the favor of the Lord is in our lives you see the interesting thing about this passage of scripture like I said before it's a sister verse of the a sister psalm of 111 and both those psalms are to glorify God not to glorify us but to glorify God and I actually think what it is is psalm 112 if you want to read it again later It is what the favour of God looks like on someone who has gone deep. Someone who dwells deep with God. Someone who understands him. Someone who reads his word and God speaks to them. Yeah, that's the favour of God. That's what it looks like. And what it's telling me is this. All that brings glory to God. That's my desire. To see God glorified. You see... To say that God loves me is 100% correct. God loves me. But when we go deeper, we find something different. When we go deeper into God, we understand something that he doesn't just say, oh, I'll love Rick today and forevermore. No, 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 no. He is love. He can't stop loving. What he did, he chose to become love so that I can never escape that love. A lot of Christians walk around thinking, does God even love me? There are many counselling sessions I've had of people who have doubted God's love for them. They don't understand this. Yes, they know God loves me, but when you go deep, you understand something. He is love. It's his nature. He can't change. And he chose to be like that so that you would always be loved. But the same goes for his grace. He is grace. His forgiveness, he is forgiveness. His righteousness, his acceptance, he is acceptance. And his favor. Like I said before, many Christians walking around saying, where's the favor of God? It's because you're on the shallow. When you go deep into God, even when you're worshiping him, You're exposing yourself to the favour of the Lord. And you do that enough, you begin to swim in it. And it doesn't matter if shipwrecks happen, because you're swimming in the favour of God. And it can't drown you. Because the favour of God just keeps bubbling up and out of your life. So you've got to understand something. It's a bit like the fruits of the Spirit. When you read through 112, Psalm 112, they are not things you need to attain to. We look at the fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, and we think it's something we should be attaining to, right? No, that's not right. They're something that is a fruit of an action. as when you go deep in God, the fruits of the spirit begin to flow out of your life. That's what Psalm 112 is all about. This is what it looks like when someone goes deep. They will not fear. They have riches in their house. They are generous. That's what the favor of God looks like. And I think it's all about going deep. It's 100% available for every Christian. Everyone who has put their faith in God. Church, I'm going to ask you, would you go deep for the sake of the generations? I'm believing if the Lord hasn't come back by then, That many generations after we've finished on planet Earth, the favor of the Lord is still flowing because of what we did. That we went deep. And our children and our children's children and their children and their children are blessed and favored because you went deep. You read his scripture and he spoke to you. You took time asking God and speaking with him. The Holy Spirit with you. You begin to tune your spiritual ear to hearing his voice. And when you do, wow. He begins to share with you mysteries. Jesus promised the Holy Spirit will actually show you things. Wow. You see, that's where the favor of God comes from. When you worship, it's more than singing songs. I'm so glad the songs, especially the songs that our church are writing, I'm loving them. They're fantastic. But I, it's not just a song. It's a time when you come before almighty God and you let him know you are my God and I love you and I worship you in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray for our church right now, Lord, that, Lord, that every one of them Lord, would feel your presence on them. Lord, they would feel your favour. Lord God, that they would sense, Lord God, that you are with them because they're going deep into Christ. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord, that as we go deep as a church, we would understand things about you, Lord God, that we can't see on the surface. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that we would understand things, Lord God, which others can't see, but we can because we're going deep. Deep into your presence. Church, you know, this time of isolation is a really good opportunity while it's still with us to take that moment of isolating yourself with God, to hear His voice, to allow the Word of God to sink deep into you. Oh, Church. Father, I prof- prophesy the favor of the Lord over every individual, over every marriage over every family, the favour of God. And we love you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, church, like I said before, I'm really missing you. love you heaps. And I want to encourage you. uh, Why don't you invite someone over this week? Get to know them again. Chat with them. Fellowship together. Get yourself along to huddles this week. I'm loving hearing the reports that are coming back to me about oh what was discussed in huddle because in a huddle you go deep together. It's beautiful. Get involved in it, it's great. I'm loving the Zoom meetings. I think they're fantastic. Looks like the Brady Bunch to me, you know. I'm showing my age again. Beverly Hillbillies, Brady Bunch. Anyway, pray you have a fantastic week. God bless you. See you later.